0: The, 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 the Roman Gabriel show.
1: You can get, um, I guess, committed to anybody, especially verbally commit. And I had six shoeboxes full of universities because that's where back in the day I used to put my letters that I got from college in a shoebox to just show my buddies, man, look at all these right here, bro. I had committed to Arizona, Lute Oats, for basketball yeah. first. I, I was a hooper before anything, but nobody knew it. That was my love because for one, I didn't like getting hit. So I was like, take on basketball. Then my junior year in high school, I was like, screw it, let's go play football. Then my quarterback used to just lob the ball up. I used to go up and get it. Mac Brown had came with the political talk. Was like, here at at Texas, we do one of the two, either play football or basketball. But I'm recruiting you to play football. So I was like, man, football in Texas. I was like, let's go.
0: Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show, faith, family, sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high-impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at www.romangabrielshow.com now. Here's your host, Roman Gabriel.
2: Welcome to a new edition of the Roman Gabriel Show. My guest is former Green Bay Packer tight end, Jermichael Finley. He was a member of the Packers Super Bowl 45 championship team. He grew up in Texas, where he became an all-state football and basketball star. He then joined the rich football tradition at the University of Texas and went on to be a third-round pick of the Green Bay Packers, where he anchored the tight end position for one of the most explosive offenses in NFL history. We discussed his Texas journey, going full circle, ending up back in Texas at the Super Bowl at Jerry's World the television show, Friday Night Lights, and his experience with Texas high school football, Jermichael's journey with the Packers, and his thoughts on Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers and whether number 12 will finish his career in Green Bay. His platform today is powerful, coaching his four children and making an impact through his youth foundation, developing the next generation of student-athletes. Enjoy my conversation with Jermichael Finley. Remember, for more sports and entertainment stories and inside media content, go to RomanGabrielShow dot and check out the new Roman Gabriel TV show on DBNA Television or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com, Anywhere you listen to your podcast, and of course, you can find us on DBNA TV. Uh, streaming as well as on the Roman Gable Show podcast, syndicated radio. And uh, I've got a very special guest. Uh, It's been a while since I've talked to this guy. I tell you what, one of the great tight ends uh, in NFL with the Green Bay Packers, uh, Super Bowl 45 champion, uh, played with that great offense with the great Aaron Rodgers. And uh, he's got so much going on. We're uh, excited to have former tight end Green Bay Packers, Jermichael Finley. Jermichael, how are you, buddy?
1: Oh, good man. How are you, man?
2: Hey, it's great to see you again. And uh, car looks good. I like the leather. Looks real good.
1: I <laughs> hey, thanks, man. I hey, I was running around running errands, and uh, yeah, man. And it just so happened that we had uh eleven a.m. podcast meeting. So, man, it's just it's just good to uh, be talking to you, buddy.
2: Hey, so uh, this is really exciting because uh, you're a Texas guy. Went to high school yep. in Texas. Played at the University of Texas. Uh, And, of course, drafted by the Green Bay Packers and a great career with them, a Super Bowl champion. Um, What's it like, Jermichael, to have had the opportunity in the biggest game of your life, Super Bowl Forty Five, that great victory over the Steelers at Texas Stadium, to be back home where you played high school and college football? Tell me about how that experience was.
1: Oh, man, it was different, uh, especially – uh, with the rain start we had the the little rain and the sleet and the snow and so it it was really uh not Texas. And uh, I was gassing Texas up uh that that what that week of, of preparation and practice. I was like, man, Texas weather's awesome. It's beautiful there. It's the great <laughs> it's the great state of Texas. And then we get there, the whole week of preparation in Dallas, it was raining, snow. It was just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So Man, uh, what what a uh, what a, it was awesome, man! Uh, especially coming back my home state um, and with family here, and it was just that's uh, amazing.
2: Yeah, I remember that too. For the media, it was scary because I can remember—I don't know if you remember media day or not—but uh, yeah. the whole parking lot froze over, as well as all of the surrounding cement and everything going into the stadium and there were media members and camera people. And I remember a one, uh, uh, freelance reporter that, uh, fell and broke her arm. Um, because everybody was sliding on that ice and you know, you know how it is there. They don't salt anything. Uh, yeah. They just put like (laughs) sand over it. Uh, and we were staying outside of town, Jermichael coming in every day for the press conferences with you guys. And it was a disaster. Um, it, you know, we Ah. gave ourselves another hour and a half to get in because, you know, people weren't used to driving on the ice, so people were off the road. There were emergency vehicles, and I don't know if you remember or not, but it, it didn't get nice until Saturday.
1: Yeah, it didn't clear up at all until Saturday. And uh, man, like I said, it, it was a it was a great uh, it was a great memory. Um, it, it's it's in me for the rest of my life. I tell my kids, there were so many kids in the ring. So what, what a memory uh, I can store in my memory bank.
2: Okay, so you play with one of the great quarterbacks of all time, and he's still still at the top of his game, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, uh, I wanted to ask you, because that year you guys were, uh, you know, had an interesting regular season, closed strong, uh, had an incredible playoff run, uh, and, you know, everything just went you yeah. guys' way in that playoff run. Offensively, you guys were just unstoppable. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it was one of those things where we, we was clicking and, and you had you you have six receivers that can be starters in the National Football League at the time. You had Donald Driver, you had uh, Jordy Nelson, you had Greg Jennings, you had James Jones, myself, John Coon, and the list goes on. And the thing is, when you have a receiving core like that, and you can throw the ball to anyone, and a play can be made, how can you stop it? So that year, it was. Uh, now, I say it was one of the best receiving cores on turf.
2: And and the thing that was interesting to me too is is that uh, the obviously Packer fans. It had been a long time since since there had been a championship in Green Bay. You have to go back to Brett Favre, uh, you know, in the late nineties, ninety six. So, uh, what yeah. was the atmosphere like, JerMichael, in Green Bay? And you know, of course, the Green Bay fans show up and support you guys. You're almost like a national team. Uh, but, but talk to me about the feeling in Green Bay about uh, when you won that Super Bowl and going back home to Green Bay.
1: Uh, we, we all know in, in any sports, if you win, the fans are going to go nuts. They're going to go crazy. But it's just a different feeling uh, in a frozen tundra uh, and winning and appreciating. And, and uh, it's a lot of appreciation and a lot of history behind it. So the fans back you tenfold. Um, and the year of the Super Bowl, the, the fans was down. Uh, um, Lambeau Field, Green Bay was lit up. The city was just on fire. And it, it was one of the, like I said, one of the most uh, memorable uh, memories I ever had in my life.
2: Your Michael Finley with us, uh, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 45, Green Bay Packers and uh, great tight end. And um, when you have the kind of talent that you had offensively on that team, because that you know when you compare that that's probably one of the great offenses in NFL history um were were you guys thinking in your mind Jermichael after that Super Bowl win that that you would be back soon and that this would be something you could continue to do
1: absolutely we came in that that following year and we went um I guess uh 13 and and one or whatnot we we ran the tables again and and it was just one of those things, like I said, man. We had such a dynamic um, um, receiving core. It it was just like every week the receivers like, man, when you get that ball, you better do something with it because you don't know when it's gonna come back around. You know what I mean? Uh, and and that's what kind of relationship we had in the locker room where it was very competitive. I I, I was a tight end, but I'm competing with the receivers just because that that's the type of Targets I want as a receiving tight end. So, like I said, it was it was real hard to get the ball, but at the same time, you knew, you knew that uh, something was going to come out that play.
2: You know, a lot of fans don't realize how difficult it is to win in the NFL, uh, just regular season games in the NFL. Because you know, this year we've seen some games that came down to the wire, and it's one mistake or one fumble or one turnover or one opportunity or one missed opportunity. I just want you to tell fans out there that, you know, I know that follow the Packers or any other team, because I think fans don't realize this sometimes. Jermichael, how tough is it
1: to win in the NFL? It's it's very tough. Um, uh, With with anything else you do do in life, Uh, our profession is to go out and and perform and do it at a very, very high level. Uh, It is a national football leader, and you are a professional. So from... Man, eight to six, we're studying straight football. we trying to dissect up the other team. we trying to you, – you dissect an the opponent you're going to go against. You, you, you're critiquing every little bit of uh, – trying to get every little bit of edge you can to, to prepare yourself to go out and win on Sundays. And it's, it's very, very difficult to match. You know what I mean? it's a chess, It's a chess game. It's all about matching it up and making the right calls at the right time. And it's very, very difficult to win. Um, uh, Sunday after Sunday.
2: So I wanted to ask you, this year there's kind of two Monday night footballs. You've got the normal Monday night football on ESPN, and then Eli and Peyton Manning are doing – uh, you know, taking that Monday night feed from their living rooms, like where you'd be sitting right now, and breaking down football. If you had a chance to see the Eli and, and Peyton show for Monday night,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, I and I love it, man. They do it. They do a very, very good job of it, man. And they're really funny. They really, uh, they they get the fans involved, and they get good guys on there that uh, actually actually get the fans into it.
2: Well, you and me both played the game, and I'll tell you, uh, I was watching last Monday night when they had drew brees and 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 uh, Tom Brady on. And uh, I don't know if you caught that or not, but some of the some of the inside, you know we call it inside baseball, but it's inside football of uh, the game inside the game. Um,
1: the game inside the, yeah, game. That's yeah, what I call it.
2: don't you think uh, I wanted to get your feeling for what it's like when those guys are breaking down the offensive mindset, breaking down defense defenses, talking about silent count, talking about uh, you know third down third down blitzes. tell me about tell me about uh, you know just your thoughts about just uh, you know for a fan being able to be in on that.
1: absolutely., uh, man. I, I love the way, especially from a quarterback uh, standpoint, you get, you get the, the, the nitty-gritty and the very, very good de- details of it because they touch the ball 100% of the time. They make the call um, 99.9% of the time. So um, hearing it from a quarterback is totally different hearing it from receivers, uh, center, or anything. But once again, when I was breaking down a silent count, when you have a, a fast defense or a fast defensive line, you want to go silent count to throw them guys off by one step at least, um, and, and I love the way they, them, uh, especially uh, Tom Brady and uh, Breeze, dissect um, the game with silent count um, um, to draw them off sides to get. You know what I mean? I, I I love that because that show fans that it's it's more to what they see than uh, the touchdowns and uh, the the field goals and all of the big hits, but it's it's more to it than than just the the the, the find and the bold excitement
2: you played obviously with one of the great quarterbacks of all time and there's probably nobody that had more command of an offense and and understood uh changing plays of the line of scrimmage and and, and handled the snap count uh you know he's he's got a really interesting inflection um talk to me about aaron and the, the little inner sequences and make him who he is
1: uh man, he, he's he's a once again. Uh, I get a lot of criticisms saying I don't like Aaron. Aaron, uh, you know what I mean. Aaron is an awesome player, as you can see. Uh, but Aaron, he goes in and make his own silent counts. Uh, he goes in to draw it out. Um, if he sees a, a, a end coming off the edge, and and he got a chance to get a free play as far as offsides, throw the ball deep on a shot play. He's very very creative, especially he's got a river review view mirror where he can see guys running out the field and he gonna, he tell the offense to hurry up, let's get up and try to get that 12 man on the field. And he's just one of those quarterbacks that he can see the whole field. And, and once again, people don't see, he do, He does more work in a, uh, f- especially when I was playing, he does more work in the, in the film room and on the, the blackboard than, uh, than you see out on the field as far as practice.
2: JerMichael Michael Finley, Super Bowl 45 champion, Green Bay Packers is with us, Texas guy. And, uh, Coming from us, coming from the car. I like this today. We're mobile. Uh, Jermichael. Yeah,
1: so we, that, that's, that's technology now, baby.
2: I know. I know. you looking good, man. Um, I, I'd be remiss because of all the things that went in the offseason with the Packers and with their general manager and with Brett Favre. I'm, I'm sorry, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, are, are you uh, surprised at the start? Uh, obviously, they had a big win. Last night, uh, you know, in Phoenix against the only undefeated team, uh, uh they're seven and one now at the top of the NFC, tied with the Cardinals, yep. have the tiebreaker. Are you surprised with all the stuff that went on in the offseason? Kind of Aaron's holdout and, and and some of the some of the, the turmoil that took place in training camp of how this season's come together for the Packers.
1: Yeah, man, it's just one of those things. Uh especially when you play playing such a, a dangerous and such a a, a big game uh, like the National Football League, you you have to prepare. And you would think you need you need everybody on one accord in the off season training camp, one accord. No hoopla in the locker rooms. Uh, no one one guy um, staring up the, the the pot. Um, you get all them things, especially if it's, if if it's the Packer way. You never hear things from Packer. You know what I mean from the Packers, but. This offseason was very uh, unique, and uh, it was it was different. And once again, uh, it's it's uh, it's amazing to see the the season come uh, together the, the way it's come together.
2: Okay, so we got a dominant wide receiver that's maybe the best in the business with the Packers. Um, break down Devonte Adams for me. He didn't play last night, but he's had an incredible season, and he just seems to dominate. Ah, uh, doesn't matter whether he's double cover covered. Doesn't matter whether it's zone or some sort of combination. He just has this incredible, dominant physical styles. And JerMichael, you you were a physical guy. Tell me about uh, uh, about him and Devontae. What makes him special?
1: Very special guy, man. He's one of those guys where you know, what I mean, special playing for Aaron Rodgers. Um, like you said, I, um, as a tight end, like uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't. I mean, get the years I wanted as far as playing. I got hurt uh, quick, and that's that's how how it happens. If you play the way he plays, it's inevitable. Uh, uh, the NFL tells you it's not that you're going to get hurt; it's when you're going to get hurt. You know what I mean? And the way the style of the play he plays—he plays balls to the walls. You know what I mean? And uh, he go hard, and and that that play I love it because that's how I was raised. I was I was raised in a, in the backwoods of East Texas where. Like, if you get hit, you better – we say get your ass up, but you better get your butt up off the ground, and you got to come back and play the next play. And Devontae Adams has that different mentality, different breed, where, like, he can – I know the the NFL say the concussion protocol, and it sounds good, but – and I'm very, very by the book. But when you – man, that guy right there is a – he's a specimen. You know what I mean? And um, I, I love the way he plays, and – I think Aaron Rodgers loved the way he plays because Aaron Rodgers knows he throws the ball anywhere in his vicinity, no matter if, it's, if he got a knockout play, someone has a knockout play on him, Devontae Adams is going to go get the ball. And uh, I think that's what hurt me during the course of my season also, during the course of my career also.
2: Okay, so you were talking about the physical part of the game. It was a much different game when you played it. And I don't know if you heard about the comment that Tom Brady made this last week about how the games changed. He, he made a comment and said that the game now is more like seven on seven. It's all about speed. Yes. Uh, you have to have a great quarterback. Um, they've really yes. taken away what you talked about. If you're a physical football team that likes to run the ball, say like the Titans, um, yes. he said he, yes. there's some throws he would never make, uh, you know, that he makes today because he knows that safeties can't hit guys coming to the inside, coming on inside cuts. He said defensive wow. linemen really can't take him on so he could hold on to the ball longer. He wasn't complaining. He was just saying that the reason why he's excelling even more than he did 15 years ago wow. is the game has changed. Your comments, because you played at a time where it was physical football, where you could hit people in the mouth, and where you had to watch yourself going over the middle.
1: Absolutely. And that, and that was the thing, man. And now, now that I sit back and watch the, the, the new – the new era and the new way of hitting and the new way of catching the ball, it, it's kind of saving guys at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like I say, if I was playing in this era where where, where uh, safeties knew they couldn't duck their head, I think I would play longer. But once again, I played in the era where safeties can come down and just just deteriorate, de- de- just blow demolish you, up. you, blow you up. And now uh, you got to think twice from blowing you up because that, be, that can cost you 50,000 bucks. So it's, it's a totally different, uh, it's a totally different game now. And like I said, if I played in this game, now I would go across the middle wide open and lay out and leave my chest open or whatnot. But back in the day, you couldn't do all them things.
2: How many more years do you think you would have played? I mean, obviously injuries are part of the game, but the way the game's played today and the way you play.
1: Um, I I probably could have played another, um, especially another six more years of what what I finished off of, uh. But like I said, man, uh, the the game is supposed to be played physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, football is a physical, physical sport. Um, so I, I don't I don't regret any way I played. I don't regret any way uh, uh, my career my career went. And uh, I feel very good now, uh, very healthy. Get my rest, and uh, man, it, it's it's a great it's a great life.
2: Jermarco Finley is with us, Green Bay Packers Super Bowl champion. Jermarco, you you know you're a faith based guy. Um, our show is about uh, the high-impact athletes, coaches, and, and people in the game that get it. Um, you know, I think I might have asked you this years ago, but but now that you're a father in the place that you're at, retired, have other things that you have passion about, tell me about how faith impacted your life as a Green Bay Packer in your profession and how it affects your life now.
1: Wow. Um, uh, big time, man, because like I said, um, whatever, whatever your higher power is, and uh, whatever you, you you believe in, man, uh, it, it's real. And uh, that that's that. Especially during my career, I had to probably couldn't lean on them as much because in my mind, I thought I was so occupied in football. Uh, but like I said, after the game, um, that's what I, that's what you had to lean on was my faith, and uh, um, that's what I teach my kids is to lean on faith and uh, take one step at a time. Look at your feet and make sure you're present. And uh, I'm, I'm very real in it.
2: So how old are your kids now? and Are they playing football?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I got, a, I got a 13-year-old. He's a thoroughbred. I got a nine. Uh, very very good. He's a, a Mike Singletary type of, type of guy. Uh, I, I have a uh, five-year-old. Uh, very, very, uh, that's going to be my quarterback, Steve McNair. And I got a little running back in my four-year-old. So wow. I'm busy.
2: So you're coaching.
1: Yeah, I coach my kids. Uh, I got practice, especially I got different realms of ages. And so I'm practicing every day of the week and Saturdays I'm busy and Sundays I'm busy training as far as like giving back. I got this company that's called Elevate You and where I train kids at and try to develop kids and player development.
2: That's such a big part of development for young people. There's so much more available than when even when you were around and when I played, you know, you're pretty much on your own now. Absolutely. His kids have any kind of you know <laughs> training, nutrition, help, uh, you, you name it. They it's available to them if they want it. Um, okay, so here's 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 a question for you. How hard? What's harder? You going into a Super Bowl game and 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 playing, uh, you know, preparing all year long and playing a great football team to win a championship, or watching your kids play from the sidelines?
1: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, man, I say watching my kids, I, I got to go. I'm, and it's not cliché. It's not no blowing smoke. It's just like watching my kids play, man. It's like, and, and I get caught up in just like focusing on my kid. And like, and I, I'm supposed to be coaching all these, like I got 23 kids on my team and I forget. I'm like, oh, let me snap into coach again. But I'm like, man, that's so good. And I get in the car, I'm like, man, we're going to go eat. We're going to have a good time. The things that I didn't get as a kid, I try to implement and try to give to my kids because I get chilled every game. I, I'm after the game on Sundays. I am, I am dead tired because I didn't gave it, I didn't gave it all to them. So it's just like talking about it to give me chills, and uh, it, it's something, man. It's so awesome, man. It's it's really good.
2: Well, JerMichael, there's a there's a great show that was out. Uh, you know, I think it was seven, eight years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, I actually binge watched five years of it last, uh, three weeks, uh, Friday night lights and Friday night yep. Lights was a show that was based upon one of the great high school programs in Texas, Permian high school, Odessa yes, Permian high school and the whole, uh, you know, how serious high school football in Texas is, uh, and the, the mentality of the boosters, the parents, the players, yes. um, uh, how much, how, how much attention is paid to Texas football for people who have never been involved in Texas football in high school, how real is Friday Night Live? <laughs> let,
1: let me tell you. Oh, man, it's one of the things you got to experience, especially where I live at. Uh, if you know where I live at, it's called Alito, Texas. Alito, Texas have won, out of the last 12 years, 11 state titles wow. in 5A. 11 state titles, they, don't, they only lost in the last 12 years, only lost one, one state title. And when I say we, we build the kids up from yay high all the way up, and it's a system, and they run that system all the way up, and the kids, they may not be that good at all. They may not, They may leave here and may go to the smallest school, may go to a big school academically, but all of them don't go big time. But over the last two years, we done had kids go to Alabama, two, three kids go to Alabama, like, man, it's, it's blowing up like crazy. So it's one, of those, it's one of those things where the tailgate is bigger than college tailgates in the city I'm in. The, the wow. parents have – it is – I, I got I to gotta send you guys video once I get it. It's like the most absurd thing you'll ever see.
2: So, so uh, every time they went to the state championship in the show, they either played at Texas Stadium uh, or the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. How many people show up for the championship game in in, in Texas for the five A championship game?
1: Hey, it, it's uh, so J- we, they fill up Jerry's world. So Jerry Jerry World felt the lower level and all of the the center level will be full.
2: So you're and talking that, sixty
1: thousand people. I'm saying sixty thousand. I'm not even joking. Wow! And and wow. That, that sixty thousand may sit there and watch two A, three A, four A, five A. Because it runs all day. So guys get all day tickets and just watch Texas football um, on a state game. It, it is, it is a, the craziest thing I've ever seen. Hey
2: everybody, this is Roman Gabriel, host of the Roman Gabriel Show. You know, our mission is much larger than providing you an entertaining podcast. Our country faces an ongoing crisis of underage youth battling alcohol and drug addiction and a rising suicide rate. This problem impacts all of us and our families. Our nonprofit, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, has been my passion since 2003, impacting hundreds of thousands of middle and high school students, challenging them to an alcohol and drug-free life, while providing a life-changing interactive online education platform, teaching students valuable life skills and success principles, equipping them to pursue their passion and dreams. I need your help. Our program is successful because of people just like you who financially support our movement. Please give safely and easily today by going to our website at soldouttv.com, that's soldouttv.com, and click on the red donate button. Or right now on your cell phone, text soldout20 to 484848. That's soldout20 to 484848. All donations are 100% tax deductible, and believe me, any amount will help. Your generous gift can help one more child stay on the right path to health, wellness, and success. Thank you, and be sold out.
0: Welcome back to the Roman Gabriel Show. Check out more at romangabrielshow.com. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel.
2: So, Drew Michael, tell me about the when you were in high school about the, the recruiting process. You ended up um, going to the University of Texas, which obviously is an incredible program. And for any kid growing up in Texas going to play for Texas is something. Uh, how, how many how how many universities were you seriously looking at before you chose Texas?
1: Uh, what was crazy man? back in the day they just, they used to send out you can you, you can get um, I guess committed to anybody, especially verbally commit. and i had I had probably six six shoe boxes full of like universities because that's where back in the day, not back in the day, I'm not that old, but in the day, I used to put my shoe, my, my, my letters that I got from college in a shoe box to just show my buddies, man, look at all these right here, bro. And so, um, I had committed to Arizona Lute Oatson for bats for basketball yeah. first. And, uh, I didn't, So you heard, were you an all state the- basketball player too? Yeah. Wow! I I, I I was a hooper before anything.
2: Yeah, you were Tony Gonzalez before Tony.
1: Yes, I was Tony, and uh, no, no, nobody knew it. But uh, I, I was that—that I, that was my love because for one, I didn't like getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like take on basketball. Then my junior year in high school, I was like, screw it, let's go play football. Then my quarterback used to just lobbed the ball up. I used to go up and get it. Then so it happened, uh, Mac Brown had came with the political talk. Was like, um, here at, at Texas, we do one of the two: we either play football or basketball. But uh, I'm recruiting you to play football. So I was like, man, football in Texas. I was like, let's go. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and, and, so, and and tell me, tell you know, Mac was coached here in the University of North Carolina. Uh, yep. You know, before he went to Texas and and did an incredible job turning around the Tar Heels here uh, in one year. Um, yes. so, so, you know, Max got such a great reputation as a recruiter. Um, uh, you know, what made you, you know, make that decision that, Hey, I'm going to trust Mac Brown and Texas is going to be where I want to play football.
1: Oh, just because, his uh, his, uh, you know what I mean, his resume tell it all. He has a, a winning resume and, uh, one, one. He's a player's coach. I love players, coaches that they got that come around and just, talk to you and uh, try to get, you know what I mean, get things out of you. And, man, he was just one of those guys that I felt like he he, he embraces. He, like as a father figure, mm. you know what I mean, if you need help, he, he's just one of those guys.
2: Jermichael Finley is with us on the Roman Gabriel Show, com, And, uh, you know, by the way, uh, one of the last episodes of Friday Night Lights was about them recruiting a basketball player off the basketball team who could who could jump, you know, out of the gym and what you just said, they used him as a wide receiver and threw the ball up and he went up and, and, and caught it. Is that what, you know, at, at, at Texas, did you, did you, did they split you out? Did they do a lot of stuff to get you one-on-one and to throw the ball up and use that, uh, that, that uh, going high and taking the ball out of the air thing?
1: Uh, I, absolutely. Uh, especially at the, uh, my second year in college, they we, we started doing a lot of jump balls in zone, red zone um, with coach, with Colt McCoy, but at the end of the day, you got to know we had Jamal Charles back there running the oh, ball. Yeah. So uh, it, it wasn't too many times where we had a long field because he'll bust one for 80 yards. And, yeah. uh, but but we did use it, and it was uh, it worked. And, uh, man, I guess that that's what got me there in the NFL.
2: How much does it help you now as a father when you look at, you know, like you said, you, you know, a lot of times – uh, when kids like myself, my dad played 17 years in the NFL and, you know, I grew up watching him and watching, you know, him show me what an NFL player, a great NFL player and and how you had to do it, uh, on the mental side, the physical side, film study, uh, working out off season preparation. Um, what are some of, what are some of the, uh, maybe let's talk about your 13 year old, because he's getting to a point where he's going to be going to high school, uh, you know, and playing at a different level. Uh, if you could go back and give your son some things today that maybe you you wish you would have had, what are some of those things that you're working with with your son?
1: Just a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, if, a coach, if a coach tell you, uh, especially uh, someone that's elder, if a coach tell you to go somewhere you're not doing something, say, yes, sir, if you agree, you don't agree, whatever you want. To say yes sir, I'll do it better next time you know what I mean don't give him no flag I don't want to hear no talk or nothing, even if you disagree just talk if it's a man in your head you talk to talk to that guy and curse him out, but other than that, just do what you can if a coach tell you to go to the d line or whatever you got to do, you put your hand down and play your best
2: man so, brother
1: my, mine is just just be respectful
2: that's great that is great advice and as you were talking about that, I went back to the first discussion my father had with me when I begged him to play Pop Warner football when I was about nine years old. And, you know, he didn't want to let me play. And he finally, you know, it, like you just said, he said, there's three things that you're going to do. Number one, you're you're going to be a team player and you're going to do what your coach says to do. I don't care whether the coach likes you or not, or doesn't like you, you're going to prepare yourself to play. Uh, and you're going to show your Absolutely. coach that he made a mistake. And when you get the opportunity, you're going to take it by the throat and you're not going to give it back. And uh, right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna make your teammates better, and and you're never gonna quit. Or you're gonna work hard. You're gonna respect the game, uh, and yeah. that that was the first thing that came out of his mouth. He said, "You know, y- y- you're not gonna play unless those three things are, exist." Uh, and so, and at a very that, early that, age, that's uh, how it's got to go. Yeah, yeah. What you just said is so true. And um, you know, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, you know, we talked about this the last time we were together, with which was at a Super Bowl, but we've got a foundation, the sold out you foundation. That's all about drug and alcohol abstinence and preparing students for success, uh, on and off the field. Uh, and you know, right now with, with all that's happened with COVID or Michael, and I know your kids have been probably impacted by it. Um, 35% of kids are, are, are complaining or, uh, about some sort of emotional or, or, uh, mental distress. Um, the yeah. whole distance learning, uh, situation, uh, drinking is up in underage kids. Uh, suicide in high school kids. Um, uh, what's been, What was your experience with COVID with your children and and all that went on with this?
1: Um, it, it was tough, especially them being around often around their friends, not seeing their friends often at school, uh, being around their parents all day, being around their siblings all day. Uh, it, it was tough, and, and um, you know what I mean. I, I'm glad we uh, somewhat out of it um somewhat moved past from it and uh now now it's just now kids has got to grasp the point of you know i mean we're living in a real world yeah and uh i mean this real world have no feelings and and you just gotta you gotta be strong i tell my son you gotta have teflon skin you gotta be you gotta be bulletproof right now and uh man what a world we live in and uh hopefully things can get better
2: well what would you tell parents dear michael that um Uh, maybe have some kids that struggled during this time academically because there's a lot of kids even on our program there were 4.0 students that were a students that were student athletes that really struggled through distance learning and struggle through the whole covid thing seeing their parents some of them struggle you know losing their jobs and and dealing with difficulty at home Um, what would you tell parents being a parent yourself about how to get kids back in the norm and to in paying attention to your kids' mental and emotional health.
1: Man, my mine is sit them down, talk to them. You know what I mean I know everybody has their eight to five or or whatever they do during the day or but at the end of the day if you sit down, talk to your kid, the kid will let his feelings out, especially if he they feel like mom and dad is not going to judge or get on to him or whatnot. Sit down, talk to your kid. Ask him what's going on see what's going on during the course of his day and, and just ask him like, how he feel, what you thinking. And the think, little things like that, man, I, I, I try to do with my kids and I, I try to take one one kid at a time out to, to lunch or dinner and, and, and try to do little things like that and try to take that one-on-one time with each of my kids.
0: Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of the Roman Gabriel show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation, and we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate.
2: And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating text Sold Out 20 to 484848. That's Sold Out 20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free.
0: Welcome back to the Roman Gabriel show. Check out more at romangabrielshow.com now. Here's your host, Roman Gabriel.
2: Michael, did you have did you have a home life uh, where your dad was around, or or was it was it uh, the other you know where where you really didn't have that?
1: Yeah, when I when I was a kid, my my dad's doing a lot better now. But when I was a kid, um, I was raised by my grandmother, um, so I had that that Southern hospitality, that 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 uh, that old time religion, love, and uh, yeah, and that 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 type of living I had where. I, was very, I had to be very responsible, very accountable, very respectful also. So all them things taught me, um, uh, especially after the NFL was done, um, it, it clicked back on for me. It was like, go back to when you was a kid, how you had to struggle, what the things you had to do. And I did that, and it, everything else I, I never took for granted.
2: dr Michael Finley, Green Bay Packers, is with us. And, uh, Michael, we talk a lot about – Uh, with our athletes that speak into our program for sold out to our kids. We talk a lot about being intentional with your life, uh, about having a game plan. Um, You know, you obviously being a, you know, not only a great father, but a disciplined former professional athlete and Super Bowl champion. Um, Talk to our kids out there in our sold out program. Just look into that camera and talk to them about why it's so important to be intentional, why it's so important to have a game plan.
1: Man, it's, it's very important to be intentional. Uh, I'm, I'm a living witness um, as far as uh, uh, being intentional. I wasn't, but like right now, I'm a living testimony of telling you to be very intentional with all caps. Um, um, other uh, the other way, the, the game plan. Um, I thought I was going to play once again. Um, I thought I was going to play for forever. I thought I was going to be Tom Brady. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah and play forever just because of, you know what I mean? I never got hurt. I never did this. I was the man. I went to Green Bay. I, I started to be the man. I still never got hurt. And once again, I went with no game plan. And then after the game, a year into it, I went into that dark place. I had to scramble. had to you know, find my purpose again. But at the end of the day, if you would have started it uh, in college, high school, start marinating, start thinking getting into college and making things happen, and then whatever your profession is, have a game plan how you're going to attack that profession and what 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 you're going to do if this profession fall through or your retirement and things like that. You got you have to do that, just because we live in a world of it's got to be consistent consistency and it's got to be all thought out.
2: Okay, so tell me about platform. You know, we talk to professional athletes, former professional athletes, a lot about. Uh, it's one thing to have your platform when you're at the top of your game, like you were with the Green Bay right. Packers and winning a Super Bowl. It's another thing to use that platform and that uh, celebrity status that you had moving forward. Talk to me about your life right now, about what your passion is. And I know you said one of those things is is working with your kids. But talk to me about you know things that you are actively working on that, that in your new life now, uh, how are you are using that platform to further, uh, you know, other people's lives and help others?
1: Um, now I'm using my platform. Once again, like I said, I started a company It's called Elevate You. I give back to kids. Uh, kids come and get that quality workout where uh, every minute of that workout count, even though get, running to get water, running to do the little fine things, I want you to think about, what we're going to do next or not think about what we're going to do next. Cause you will never know what I'm going to do, but think about how you're going to approach it, how hard you're going to go. Um, and, and another, another thing is, man, now, now what I do is, is just give back the things I failed on. You know what I mean? The things that, that, that I didn't do well on and, and I've done a lot of things wrong and today I'm still not perfect. So I don't think that, but, the thing is, is that the things that I done wrong, I, I, I give it back to my kids. I, I implement implemented into them. I try to instill it into them, and it's a lot of things that, especially when you playing in the National Football League, and you're young and making millions of dollars, yeah, it's yeah. it's so easy to go out and screw up. You know what I mean? And uh, I, especially I in the social them.
2: networking world, right, with everything's right, like right Cameron. when you got
1: yeah yes when you got a socially network and you got to be this 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 type of uh, wear this type of image when you really, really don't. You can still be yourself, and and, and do the same things that you want to do. And, and I try to teach kids that when you when you have millions of dollars, it it don't mean all your problems go away. You know what I mean? Uh, just just because you don't you don't got set in life, don't mean um, nothing can happen to you. You know what I mean? If you don't take care of yourself, so it, it's just it's just little things like that.
2: Okay, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to find your organization. Do me a favor, give give me give me all give me where they go. How if they want to be involved, how do they do that?
1: Uh, elevate you. Um, I'm now, like you said, man. It's on all social platforms. Uh, the websites has been left, and all the things that you can go www. No, find me on IG. Find me on Facebook. Find me on um, Twitter. And go to elevate you and you'll see all my posts and you'll see all the contacts how to get a get a hold or sign up also
2: and what age group is elevate you helping well, who, who um, what go, is it
1: my my age group is from eight to eighteen okay um, i go I go all the way basically eight to eighteen is third grade to twelfth grade okay, um, okay. and, and uh, I, I try to help the kids that actually by third grade you start getting it you know what I mean you can move the speed that because Elevate You is an up tempo, so it's, it's ninety minutes up tempo, and we're going we do good work.
2: Okay, so uh, are you guys a five hundred one c three? Yes, charity? sir. Five
1: hundred one c three. Yes. Okay, sir.
2: so if they want to if they want to make a donation, they can go to Elevate You at all your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those places to uh, give if they want to donate. Correct.
1: Yeah, correct. Correct.
2: So, last question for JerMichael Finley. JerMichael is so great getting back with you and seeing, you know, the success that you're having in life with your kids as a father, uh, how you're using nice, your man. platform, brother. That's what, that's what the Roman Gabriel show is all about is, uh, bringing in guys like yourself that are making a difference out there. And, uh, uh, I'm always humbled, yeah. uh, to be able to tell the stories of guys like you and for people to hear the hearts, uh, of, of the men that, that, that play this game, that, uh, sometimes they don't get a chance to see that side. And, um, uh, obviously, uh, with the Packers this year being seven and one, um, uh, I w- I wanted, there's one young man that I've gotten to know on the Packers, uh, that's their running back. Who's just a dynamic football player. His name's Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron and his brother are Texas kids played at Texas El Paso. Uh, his father passed away this last year. I had the chance to meet his father who was military, uh, and his brother, his mom, his whole family. And, uh, Aaron reminds me a lot of you uh, because uh, Aaron understands the bigger picture. Uh, he's got a foundation. Uh, he's got his head on straight. He's helping kids. Uh, and he just is a great role model on the field and, and of course, a great football player. Um, I, I just wanted to get your feeling about ha- ha- having had an opportunity to see Aaron play.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, he's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I get, got to know the guy. I text him. And every time I text him as far as, uh, send me a film to just tell the kids, uh, man, what what a great job. Go go get the Super Bowl this year. He 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 actually come through and he'll send a film. And he's very, he, he's he's a, he's one of those guys, like you said, big hearted guy. Um, you know what I mean? And, and he'll take his shirt off for his back for anyone. And uh, man, uh, what what a great what a great career he's had so far.
2: And, Jeremiah, what would be your advice to the Patrick Mahomeses, the Aaron Joneses? A lot of pressure because they're guys that put themselves out there to be role models. They're guys that are the top of their game football wise. The money, as you said before, is so prevalent. The off the field opportunities, the temptations, the social networking—it's like a—you th- know—you're you're you're in front of the public all the time, and and that's something that that is it, that as I talk to guys, it's very difficult to to navigate. What, what would be your advice to players? like that, because you've been there, done that, but not maybe in this environment.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, wow. Um, Man, if I – man, I would tell guys, man, take it one day at a time. Don't – hey, don't let it get too big. How about that? Don't let it get too big. And and now, man, I look at it that I wish I would have just – just took it, you know what I mean, not so serious. You know what I mean? Serious but not so serious. At the end of the day, it is a game. And when yeah. I once I took the game so serious, I, I feel like my game w- decreased. But when I when I went out and just had fun and just done what what I done worked all offseason for it with no pressure and with no, you know, what I mean, with no heat on my back, I done I done my best. So I say just go out and relax, play your game. Especially if you know you you done the work. If you do the work in the offseason, go out and just have fun.
2: Final question with your Michael Finley right here on the Roman Gabriel Show. And of course, you can catch us on DBNA television uh, as well as syndicated in the podcast at RomanGabrielShow.com. Um, you know, Jermichael, I'll be remiss because the Packers are such a national team and they're having such a big year and, you know, hopefully going to get back to where you helped take them. Um, I, I kind of like to give fans a little behind the scenes. Obviously, you played with one of the great quarterbacks of all time, and Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to go down as an all-time great. Um, what's something about Aaron Rodgers that fans might not know that you that you can tell us about?
1: Um, they they see me always say criticism and stuff like that. I really don't give them criticism. I, I just see the game as it as it played out, um, so I, I don't call it necessary criticism. Uh, but but one thing that you don't see, Aaron is one of those guys that. As you can see now, he wears he wears his his filling on his sleeves, and as you can see him play, and and do things when he hear things on the outside, just be ready for Aaron to be one of those guys that light the scoreboard up, and and, and um, basically he's been doing that the whole uh, since week one was over. Week two from then, he's been playing lights out. So he's one of those guys that he 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 hears everything. He, he and and the things and when he does he he. Uh, so he that's his, like, that's yeah. his
2: greatest strength, but also can be a weakness,
1: right? Yes, yes, it can be weak. It, it it just depends on, it just depends on where the Packers are and how things are going, and if he has um, support on 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 uh, on the inside.
2: Okay, and do you you know if you had to say based on what's going on right now, and, and uh, uh, Aaron seemed to say on the post game show last night that he's having a great time with this team, that this team is scrappy, that he really enjoys playing with this club, um, can, do you think he's going to stay in Green Bay, or do you think maybe he's going to look to to move somewhere else?
1: Well, it, it seemed like it looked like he's having a really really good time, man. I think I think um, anything can happen, but like I say. Um, uh, staying with the Packers would be a plus for him. You might as well go on and ride out in the sunset and uh, be one of the the Packers' greats, which he he will be. And once again, uh, keep the fans on his side and just uh, ride out with the with with being a cheesehead.
2: JerMichael, uh, brother, it's been great having you on. And everybody, do me a favor, go to Elevate You. Um, this guy's doing great work with young people. Check it out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of his sites. Uh, JerMichael. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you giving us the time you gave us today. Cause I know your fans, Green Bay Packer fans, and, uh, they're seeing maybe a different side of you today. And I really appreciate that brother. All
1: right. Thanks a lot, man. And uh, you enjoy and take care of yourself, man.
2: Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text "Sold Out 20 to 484848. That's Sold Out 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free.
0: The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini, audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music, entertainment, and sports podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com. Listen to The Roman Gabriel Show at RomanGabrielShow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.